got my notes here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. We've made it to September. And it's raining. And it's raining in West Texas. Cooler days are coming. All is right with the world. Time to get the grind on. Seems All like it has been the weirdest, well, it is the weirdest offseason in the history of this country. So Feels like it's been forever, but then at the same time, it's just, it's hunting season again. Well, the podcast keeps us in tune, so it keeps us going. <clears throat> that is true. Can we, can, we, can we jump right into Stanfield Hanging Outfitters? Sure, I would, I would say so. Home of the Big Honker Podcast at the Big Honker Lodge, Knox City, Texas. Holler at us for any of your hunting needs at 940-658-3172 or at stanfieldhunting.com. I do have some goose and crane hunting dates available and opening weekend of duck season I still have open. They moved our goose season back two weeks, so I've got two weekends of duck hunting. It'll be prime hunting. That'll be the November first and or the first weekend and second weekend in November at nine four zero six five eight three one seven two. That's not like a damn car, used car salesman salesman. That's okay. It's okay. You got to toot your own horn. We're also brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries. The best decoys there are. Get skinny. Silhouettes. You got to get skinny. It's twenty twenty. You got to get skinny. Go with the numbers. The numbers in the bags. I'm ready to try out these black and whites. It's going to make a big difference. And that's the DiveBombIndustries.com. Yep. They got floaters out, dirt daggers, one-stop shop for it all. Go check them out, DiveBombIndustries.com. We're also brought to you by Foul Bandits. Good-looking gear. Any kind of hunting apparel you want, it's FoulBandits.com. And they have a promo code, don't they, Andy? They do. They do. It is. Big honker. All one word. Check out Swag for the Field, FoulBandits.com. And you can save yourself 10%. Be sure to check them out on uh, Instagram at Foul Bandits, all one word. Uh, good looking apparel that they got over there. But yeah, be sure to use the promo code. They got hoodies, shirts, hats, trailer stickers. Save 10% by using the promo code Big Honker. <clears throat> Another company has got a promo code for us Gundog Outdoors. Big Honker is the promo code there as well. Gundog Outdoors, everything that you need for your little uh, furry friend, you got to take care of them. They got. Uh, Quick release system, which I'm really excited about. <clears throat> I can't get it up. Whatever this is in my chest. Probably the fucking the corona. corona. Uh, quick release system. I'm really excited to try it for Lou. Put it on him. He's going to stay right where I put him each and every time. So no more breaking. Uh, check him out, Gundog Outdoors. You can save some money by using uh, the promo code Honker. I highly recommend getting the first aid kit to ride in your car with you. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of a no-brainer. Little shit like that makes a big difference. When you roll up on something bad... Is when you need it. Yeah. 99% of the time, you'll never need it. But the 1% when you do need it, you need it bad. So check that out, too. Buy a couple of those. Put, keep one in your truck. Keep one in your hunting bag. Yeah. First aid kit, definitely. Gundog Outdoors. Uh, we're also brought to you by Dirty Duck Coffee. Another promo code. Trump 2020. That will also save you some money from the fine folks over at Dirty Duck Coffee. Great coffee. If your coffee sucks, it ain't the duck. It ain't the duck. We're going to be drinking it all winter long out here at the Big Honker Lodge. Dirty Duck Coffee. They're also on Instagram. Got a lot of cool stuff going on. So head over to their website, dirtyduckcoffee.com, and uh, use the promo code at checkout. Save save some money. Uh, we're also brought to you by Boss Shot Shells. All made in America. Copper-plated BBs. Bismuth. Hit them. Hit them. Only need one. No more shooting two and three times at a goose or a duck to knock it down. You hit it once. If you can hit it, you'll kill it. I was talking to Brandon. I guess they went out uh, yesterday. Three-inch number threes at these uh, at these honkers. He said it just leveled them. Oh, yeah. It's it's unfair. Ugly, it's ugly, ugly. BossShotShells.com. Check them out on Instagram also. I love what they do over there on their Instagram page. Lee Chose runs it. Great-looking pictures, good captions. 
It's a way of life over there at Boss. BossShotShells.com. Uh, ship straight to your door. We're also brought to you by Pacific Custom Calls. Pacific Calls, the boys up in uh, up in Washington, they got call for basically everything. Lessers, interior geese, big geese, ducks, snow specs. Easiest blowing spec call out there. I can tell you that for a fact. Uh, go to PacificCustomCalls.com and you can check out everything that they've got going on up there. They're retooling some of their uh, goose guts. They're going to have a worn-in uh, gut system and they're also tinkering with their duck calls. So... Uh, more on that to come, but it is it is coming. So check them out. They got a lot of cool stuff going on over there. PacificCustomCalls.com. And we're brought to you by Lucky Duck. Just opened up a couple boxes of dove spinners. Dove spinners. It's dove season. Get you some spinners. Make all the hunting go. If you've never hunted over a dove spinner, it's like duck hunting. I mean, they birds decoy to them. They work them. They land right there. It makes easy shooting. Sit on your tailgate, sit in your chairs, put them little decoys out in front of you, and let them come to you. You don't have to chase them down. It is. It's great. I mean, you you know, you're shooting a fucking bird that's six weeks old. It well, is a lot of fun though. When those ducks, when those uh, when those dove try to hump your little your little spinner, you just whack a little Tweety Bird. A lot of fun. Go check them out, LuckyDuck.com, and uh, get these dove spinners if you got dove dove hunting going on. Also, the Looking Glass Duck Club. Mr. Logan Pyatt and Rebel put on a hell of a podcast. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can listen to their podcast. It's a man's podcast. They got a bourbon review. They talk about a lot of funny shit. Uh, they're 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 fun to listen to. Pass the time really well. Uh, they've also got some merch that they can sell you if you go to, I believe it's LookingGlassDuckClub.com, um, or just get a hold of them. Looking Glass Duck Club on Instagram, uh, but I do highly recommend their podcast. It's a lot of fun to listen to. Wherever you listen to this one, Wooden Glass Duck Club podcast. And we're also brought to you by 14 Cattle Company. Get the meat shipped straight to your door. Whatever you want. Whatever kind of meat that you want. Custom cut it. I've got a kill list right here that I've got to fill out and send back to Mr. Jordan Smith uh, over there at 14 Cattle Company. So be sure to check them out. It's, I mean, you get a whole beef sent straight to your door. Hamburger meat, steaks, roast, the whole shebang. It's cheaper and the quality's better, and you know what you're getting. And with beef the way it's been lately, it's a safe way to have your food brought to you or sent to you or brought to you. It's a way to go. You don't even have to get out of your pajamas, yep. and then you got steak coming right to your door. Everybody loves steak. 14cattlecompany.com. We're also brought to you by J2 Outdoors, J2 Outdoors LLC, the home of the Ice Ripper. Most important thing if you hunt up north is if you can keep your water open, you're going to have ducks. Guaranteed way to have ducks. Keep your water open. I don't understand why anybody that's got a lease, a piece of property they hunt on, would not have an ice ripper. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Because when the water locks up, snow comes in, you're done. Your hunting's over with. Paid all that money for a lease. Get you a couple of these. Keep them on standby. Uh, the, The newest one has a motor on it. So if you want... Want to run it that way? If you don't have electricity by your pond, you now you can put gas in it and run it with a motor. Big rain. It's supposed to be a cold, cold winter too. I'll believe that when I see it. But That's I, what they're calling I for. I hope it's true. Farmers Almanac. We'll see. But anyway, go to j2outdoorsllc.com. Get you a couple ice rippers if you're hunting up north. You're gonna need them. Last but not least, we're brought to you by William and Chris Wines, Texas Wine, High Texas. Great guys down there at High Texas, Mr. Chris Brendrick. Uh, they got it going on. Skeleton Key pairs greatly. Pairs great 
with a ribeye steak from 14 Cattle Company. Uh, all the hoity-toity supermarkets, Whole Foods, Central Market, you've heard it before, they all sell William and Chris wines. So if you're in one of these places and you want a nice uh, bottle of red wine to go with your steak, I suggest William and Chris Wines. Or you can look them up, williamandchriswines.com. Get it that way. All right, that is all of the sponsors. We did it. This episode of the podcast, we're joined by a former Amish individual, Jay Yoder. He, he left the Amish faith about three years ago. He's now Mennonite. Um, we talk about Amish quite a bit on this podcast for whatever reason. So we finally get somebody on to uh, correct us on our ignorance on a few things. Very, very interesting podcast to us because this is something we know nothing about. But uh, it's Jay Yoder. He does uh, quite a bit of hunting. Uh, he's from Ohio, goes to the East Coast quite a bit to hunt over there. So it was an interesting podcast for us. We hope you all enjoy it. Now let's go. Here we go. Three, two, one. Boom. And welcome to the Big Honker Podcast brought to you by Looking Glass Duck Club, Mr. Logan Pyatt. I'm Jeff Stanfield. I am Andy Shaver. On the line with us today from Kittering, Ohio, we have Jay Yoder. Jay, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing awesome. Now, Jay, you're the first Amish hunter we've ever had on here. Okay. Well, used to be Amish. Used to be. How, used we, to be. I don't know nothing about Amish people other than y'all have beards. So okay, ex- what what? How do you get out of being Amish? Well, we were about three years ago. We decided it. Yeah, we kind of got tired of it, I guess, and just decided to move on in life. And and we left. I mean, the Amish church where we were in it, it's not a huge big deal if you leave. I mean, it is, but not like some of the other Amish. There's there's like four different cultures of Amish, I guess, and we were one of the highest cultures. We pretty much had everything that everybody else does, except we didn't have electricity, we didn't have TVs, didn't have radios, um, and we didn't drive. And my biggest thing was I wanted to drive, and uh, so yeah, we left. No TV, no electricity. You know, I heard something. I heard the Amish are not are not worried about COVID-19 because they don't have televisions. It's probably... <laughs> A lot of truth. <laughs> They're still living, breathing human beings, so that, that's not exactly true because a disease is a disease. It's not saying we don't get it. Well, um, it's just it. The, it's just that this is a, a overhyped, overhyped disease. Right. I agree. Yeah. I agree. The pe- the pe- the pandemonium is not affecting y'all at all. You're just living your normal lives. So living living the normal life. That's right. So you you grew up without a TV, a radio, and not driving. That's right. That 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 has, for in today's world, that is almost crazy to imagine that. What what? When was your first time that? Well, okay, let's go back to this. So y'all farmed, right, for a living? Um, we did not. So that that whole culture started to change forty, fifty years ago. 
Um, a lot of a lot of the Amish people started getting out of farming because there wasn't enough money in it. Um, you can still make money, but it's not like it was back in the day, you know, 100 years ago. That was what all the Amish did, and that's why it was way easier to live being Amish back then is you didn't have to go out. Um, like for me, I, I pump concrete now, but before I was I was pouring concrete. You didn't have to have a vehicle to go out and pour concrete, you know, have a work truck. You didn't have to have the power tools, the things like that. You could make it all work working on a farm. And that, that all started to change 40, 50 years ago when land started getting a little bit more expensive. The money wasn't in the farming like, like it was. And so people started going out and getting like normal jobs doing concrete, um, carpentry work, whatever it may be. So this whole thing started changing to where people needed cell phones. We need transportation. We need power tools. That's when it all started changing. So for, for me growing up, um, my first job was actually on a farm. I, I helped a neighbor out from 14 when I got out of school. We only go to school till eighth grade. We start working. And uh, so I started working at 14 when I got out, worked on the farm, helped, helped the, the, our neighbor out till I was 19 years old. And then I quit, went working, uh, working on a, oh, what did I do? I was in a factory um, close to our place. I worked in the factory for a couple of years before I went to pour concrete then. But so I, I never really, I mean, we don't, there's not farms like it was like I said, back a hundred years ago, where everybody had a farm. Do you now? Do y'all do y'all community bank? Is it is that common with the Amish, or is it separate banking? No, it'd be it would be common, be common. What does that mean, community bank? Like everybody would just throw all their money into the same <clears throat> same person takes care of it, it. It is, and it is, and that that also has changed a lot. You see that a lot more. Uh, what we call the Swartz and Trooper Amish. That's the Amish people that you see with, you know, big old straw hats and, and, uh, the bonnets and all that. The, the Amish where I was in, like I said, we were one of the higher class Amish, you would say. Um, we would, we would get a driver to drive us around instead of driving ourselves. The Swartz and Trooper would not. They, they would have to travel with horse and buggy and horse and buggy only. Um, they would be a community bank. All their money would go into one place. They would, they would buy their properties out of that. For us, it was not like that. Um, it's still common, but not, not for me when I was growing up or our, our church, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so what, what is the, what is the Amish religion? Like, what do they, is it, is it, is it Jesus that they, that they believe in? Is it just like Christianity or what is it? It is Christianity. We we do believe in Jesus Christ. We believe, you know, he went on the cross. He died for our sins. Um, I did I did listen to uh, one of your podcasts from Jay Louder, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, just the same thing. We believe in the same the same person. So where 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 do the where does the belief come from of of not? you know, having cars and television and electricity, where does that come from? That comes from, so if you go way back um, in our in our history, um, if you read up on it, actually 
um, before there was Amish, it was called the Mennonite Church. Okay, and that's and that's what I am, or me, and my wife, our family, what we are now is is the Mennonite. Um, so basically, where that started was to have rules or things in place to keep you from keep you from sin basically um you know if if you don't drive i don't i don't know what their mindset was back then but if you don't drive you're not likely to go out and party all weekend um if you don't have the cell phone if you don't have internet you're not as likely to you know the porn's not right in front of you um if just things like that and i i don't i don't really believe in that because if you want to look at porn you're gonna find it is it on the <laughs> cell phone or not or if you want to go out and party it doesn't matter if you drive or take horse and buggy you're still gonna party <laughs> so but it th- those things were set in place you know to keep you from to keep you safe i guess more, con- more control more control it is it's, and and the older i get the more i see things it's a lot of it's control. It's all nowadays. Ninety nine percent is all control. See, I wonder if it's when all, if when control. if when this was popping up, how old is the how old is the Amish uh, way of living? When, I mean, when did it go back to roughly seventeen um, hundred? If I I believe it was seventeen seventeen. I'd have to look it up now. Is when the Amish split off of the Mennonite church and they decided to go lower than the Mennonite. So back then, I'm not sure how they did things, but the Amish actually went lower than the Mennonite. That's where the Amish church started. There um, I'm not, I'm not sure what, what their thing was back then. There had to have been like a major technological advance where everybody was like, no way. If our kids get a hold of this, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to be hoodlums. We cannot right. let them, and I and I wonder back in the 1700s what that would have been because cars weren't around just yet. So, correct. There had to have been some major invention where they were like, "No, no, we're drawing the line here," because if we get correct. this and it's just a slippery slope. Now, I mean, hell, with cell phones and everything else, I mean, you kind of look like a genius by not uh, having to worry about these things. But you know, you're right, right though. You're right. If you want to find trouble, you can find trouble. You, you can find porn on a truck stop bathroom if you look hard enough i mean it's exactly everywhere. it's everywhere exactly exactly i mean it's yep just... and and that's the the reason the reason we left now now that's kind of funny that you said that you know they were they were worried about their kids maybe back then but here's i'll tell you the reason why we left the amish is not only is there a lot of control involved with the amish i'm not saying it's a bad thing I'm just saying there's there's a lot of control involved with being Amish. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason we left, and you've all heard, you know, when the Amish get 16, you know, they, they go out and party. And that is true. When you turn 16, that's basically your right to go out and do whatever you want to do. Well, we didn't, we, we have three boys, and we don't believe in that. And we were just, that's not going to work for us because, I mean, what kind of hope do we have for our three boys? You know, they'll grow up, be 16, they'll go out, party, do their own thing. Right. So that's when we decided, you know, there's there's better ways of doing things because of the control that the Amish have. They say it's not good for a teenager to go out, do whatever they want to do. Um, but yet, 
when they turn 16 that they can still go out and do whatever they want. So, and that's why, that's why the Amish don't have small groups or, you know, groups of teenagers going out visiting people or playing games or playing baseball or things like that. They say that you can't do that. But yet when you turn 16, you can go out, party, do whatever. We didn't. We didn't agree with that. That's why we left the army. Is that where the where did the word rump springer come from? That's exactly from sixteen till whenever. Till whenever you don't have to come back any time. I mean, it's not like a year of doing whatever you want. It's just whenever you feel compelled to come back, you can come back. Pretty much, pretty much the way it is. If you're Amish, sixteen, you're free to go, do whatever you want to do. And when you find a girlfriend and want to get married, that then you have to go to the church and get baptized. And you cannot get married before you're baptized. And that's another thing that I don't agree with is us as Amish and me being one of them. I mean, I, I, I did give my life to Christ, but it was not before I was baptized. I got baptized. I should say me and my wife, we got baptized because we wanted to get married. Mm-hmm. And that was, the, that was the only way to get married. It was not till I was 24, 25. I think it was 25 when I gave my life to Christ. You did it just so you could get married. We did it just to get married. Yeah. We joined, we, we got baptized, joined church, and the only reason that we did that was to get married. Do, do they have and, a- I'm, and I'm going to say 99% of the Amish people, that's why they get baptized and join churches, because they want to get married. Do, do y'all have an issue with, uh, I'm sure y'all do some, everybody does, teen pregnancy? Is that big with Amish? Or it is. It is some, not not a lot. Um, that is one thing that, that the Amish are very, very careful about. Not saying they don't have sex before they get married, but they're very careful about that. It does happen, absolutely. Um, absolutely does happen. And then what would happen in a situation where there is a teen pregnancy? They get married? So, so in our church, so the church that we went to is the Old Order Church, and the Swartz and Trooper Church is way below us. So the, if you're in the Swartz and Trooper Church, you're kicked out of the family. You're done. See you Ooh. later. Ooh. Um, in the Old Order Church, yeah, it's not a good thing, but you can still live at home. It's not, it's not a big deal, Mom and Dad. For the most part, they're there for you. Jeez. I mean, it's, it's not like it's not like you get kicked out on the street. If you're Swartzen Trooper, you're you're kicked out. If you're a Swartzen Trooper dude, and you're 16 and you get or 18 and you start driving, you can't be at home anymore. That's the rule of their church: is you cannot be at home. Well, see, I guess it's like everything else. All we see is the is what the media wants to show us or how it's portrayed. Like with the is it what was it the Amish Mafia? Is that was that the yeah, show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know and. I, I I on I actually have watched that and that is about as fake as you're <laughs> you going to get. You can tell. <laughs> I I don't think there was one true thing in that whole thing. I I actually some of those guys actually that were in that movie, um, they they come from our area here here in Ohio, and one of the guys grew up about 15 minutes from my home place, and he was Amish. He all of the people on the on the movie were ex Amish. And it was, none of it was true. So the hot chick becoming a stripper was not a real deal? No. <laughs> none of it. She made everybody want to date an Amish girl, though. What was that? She made everybody want to date an Amish girl, though. Right. Right. So, 
let's let's switch to hunting now. Growing up Amish and hunting, this is you can't y- y'all can you use spinning wings and motors and shit or is it strictly? So back when I was growing up, um, I started duck hunting when I was seven or eight years old. We had a little private place swamp that we went to, and for my fourteenth birthday when I got out of school, my what I wanted was a mojo. I mean, that's what I wanted. And, um, actually I, I got a $50, um, cash from my mom and dad for Christmas that year. And I went out, bought, bought a mojo. And a week later, my mom comes home with a brand new mojo from Walmart. And she's like, here you go. And I'm like, um, I already got one. (laughs) And, uh, she didn't know I had bought one. But that's, when I was 14, that's what I wanted. So you had and, two of them. Uh, I got two of them. <laughs> and to this day, I still have them. They don't work, but I still have them. But that, that's perfectly, that, that falls in the gray area of motors no, and it's, stuff. No, that's, that's not a big deal. The old order, you can have motors. We, um, we have riding lawn mowers. It's, we're pretty much like everybody else, except we don't have electricity and we don't drive. No TVs, no radios. It's got to be a cold, cold bastard up there in Ohio with no it electricity. Is. Well, yes and no. The solar is getting to be a big thing in our area. Uh-huh. Um, we, can have, we can have solar power. We can have all the outlets in the house. We can have all the lights wired up. Everything can be running off batteries, but it cannot come off the power line. Why is that? Because it's inexpensive. If it's expensive and it's hard to get, the Amish can have it. If it's if it's expensive, no, that's that's a joke. <laughs> if it's expensive and hard to get, the Amish can have if it. If it's if it's expensive and a pain or hard to get, <laughs> we can have it. <laughs> but solar, but no, okay. there there is a lot of Amish in the area that do nothing but solar. Um, they would have they would have either. Um, we have a lot of natural gas in our area, so natural gas heat or a wood burning stove. So what's worse is it's are summers worse because you don't have the uh, the air conditioning Sum- or winter? Summer summer is way worse with no air conditioning. Yeah, way worse because you can't the air conditioning draws so much power you can't you can't run that off the solar system. Oof. Most everything else you can run off the solar system. Mm. All your lights your your water pump everything else can run no problem but your your heating if you have a a heating unit or an air conditioning unit you can't run that off off the solar and it's muggy in ohio during the summertime it is it is a couple weeks ago it was terrible because you know and i can see that you know you get a house and you get a a fireplace and wood burning stove and you can make the place warm warm in right oh yeah you can bundle up blankets summertime you can only take off so many clothes. Right, exactly. Exactly. Mm. Get in your yep. truck where it's air conditioned. <laughs> True. I do that now. We well we have the house that we have does have central air. But back when I was growing up until three years ago there was no air conditioning. Were, were the first time that you were in there, like slept on a, a, a hot summer night and you cranked on that AC, were you just in heaven? So so when we left the Amish, we sold our house and bought a new one and new for us. And it, it had central air. And I told my wife, I will never 
buy another property that does not have central air. <laughs> I'll refuse. <laughs> I I like to be I like to sleep cold. I like the house cold even through the winter. Yeah. Our our thermostat is set at you know 68 69. I love it. Yeah. God God love it. So um yep. where what you started out hunting just on uh some family land when you were 14? It wasn't family, it was a friend that we had. And, and that's where we started out. Um, back when I was younger, we didn't hunt much, you know, maybe two or three times a year. And it was all, um, green wing teal. The place where we hunted was all teal. Never killed another duck till I was 15 or 16. Um, I really started getting into this and, um, started hunting more public property close to our, our place. We had I think there's 13,000 acres of public property that we, that we started hunting on me and my brother and it just kind of went from there from the time I was 16 till 1920 I didn't do much um after that it was it was lights out I mean I I hooked up to a couple guys that that I became friends with and we started hunting and we live about an hour from Lake Erie and uh we started we started hunting up there and just the addiction gets worse and worse. Yeah, and more expensive, too. Oh, yeah, way more expensive. So, yeah, we started, yeah, we wanted to do a hunt on the East Coast, and uh, we went over with Riverette's Waterfowl with John, and I can't even remember, was that five years ago, six years? I'm not even sure. But we went over and hunted with him. That was our first East Coast trip, and uh, I hunted twice with him for Scoter. And uh, two year two years ago, I believe I went with Ocean State Outfitters out of Maryland, Jeremiah Brooks. I hunted with him twice now, hunting for eiders. Um, Do you have any luck? Yeah, we have Did you get Jeremiah eider? Brooks. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We got we got eider um, last year when we were there. Um, Ten minutes the first morning we were done. Five oh, guys. Nice. So absolutely phenomenal, but. In our area here, we don't have a lot. Um, everybody local um, is recently started hunting the private, the public property, so we kind of got out of that. Started hunting Lake Erie, um, bought a 21-foot Starcraft, redid the whole thing, and started hunting up there out of layout boats on Lake Erie, and, and that that is a lot of fun. Now, what all are you um, getting we, when you're on Erie? On Erie? Um... Mostly bufflehead, golden eye, and bluebill mm-hmm. is is our most shot duck. I mean, you'll get the occasional redhead. Um, almost, I have not shot a canvas back yet. We shot a, our first redhead last year. Um, it's really only been four or five years that we really started hunting Lake Erie. So, how's, how's the bufflehead taste? You like it? Tastes good. I love it. We get what that. What is lot. that? <laughs> we get that a lot. See, we don't eat the. We don't. Well, number one, we don't shoot a whole lot of buffalo heads down here. But everybody that we talk to says well, that they taste delicious. Let, let's let's change that yeah, up. We wouldn't shoot a buffalo head on purpose here. We would be like, "That's okay. a buffalo head. Don't shoot it." <laughs> okay. First of all, they're okay. not big enough to eat hardly. Right. They're they are small. If you if you shoot buffalo head, you hit them at 20, 30 yards. You're a good shot. Those those <laughs> guys can prove. <laughs> Unless they're sitting, unless they're sitting in the decoys. <laughs> now I'm not a duck. You're new to the podcast. I'm not a duck and goose eater. I 
they sell beef sure? at the store, so I don't know why anybody would eat a duck or a goose. I love every facet of waterfowl hunting except eating yep. the thing. But there, I have enough yep. coon-ass friends and other friends that will take them. I don't have to eat them. But sure. I've never seen the guys from up north rave about these buffalo heads. And for guys in the south, they don't. nobody in the south shoots buffalo heads. Nobody. Mm-mm. Not Just on because purpose. You don't. You don't like to shoot them, or we don't know why you would shoot them when you could shoot other species. See, we're we're, we're duck snobs because we have mallards, okay. pintails, widgeons, and gadwalls to shoot. Okay. A, a green winged teal is so, something that we don't shoot unless we aren't shooting other ones. And I enjoy shooting teal. That's probably my favorite bird to shoot. See, I'm not. I'm not completely on with that. I, I mean, here's the deal: if buffalo head comes in. I'm going to shoot at it. I'm probably not going to hit so it. Basic, so basically, you're saying it. why Why do you want to shoot a small, little, teeny, tiny duck if you can shoot a mallard? Exactly. Or you can get twice the meat. Well, I'm not really worried about the meat. I just more, I'd rather shoot mallards just because, like I said, I'm a, a duck snob. But it's just sure. funny that when people from up north talk about bufflehead, they they target bufflehead's. And I just, oh yeah, there's there's days on Lake Erie when when nothing else is around except bufflehead, and you just Kill the shit out of them. I got it, Matt. If you grew up, uh, if you started out hunting green wing teal, you're probably just stoning these buffalo heads when they come in. Oh yeah, they're probably trying no, to. They're no problem at all for you to shoot. For <laughs> you to shoot. Me on the other hand, I struggle. You struggle anyways. You're not a good shot. But a green wing, <laughs> a green wing teal is a uh, a teal's a fun duck to shoot. And it's they funny. are they're, it, they're fast and hard to hit. And, and and we start with dove season, which is open now. Then we go to teal hunting, and teal are like these big birds compared to the dove. And then when duck season starts, teal are like small as shit again. You're like shit, mm-hmm. right? So so yep. Your favorite bird? What's your favorite bird to hunt? Oh, by far, scoter and eider. And see, we don't have any of that and, here. I've never done hands down, else. no questions asked. I'll go to the east coast any day. I've never done any of that. I, I think I could see the attraction of wanting to do something like that, but I also see the mystery and the danger of being out in the freaking ocean in sure. a little ass boat shooting ducks in those yep. waves. Because to yep. me, when when I think of that, I think of being miserable. It's got to be wet and cold and just bouncing up and down in that boat. But I can see the attraction that it comes with it. Are they a good it, eating duck? And and some some days. Some days we've been we've been out and the ocean where we hunted was flat. I mean, no waves whatsoever. I mean, most of the time you're not out there bouncing around. Yeah, sometimes you are, but for the most part, you know, you don't go out when it's too too bad. Now, do, do they but, eat good? So it's, it's a good hunt. Um, I have never ate them. I I don't know. When we were over there, they said they're no good, so we didn't even try them. See, that's what we say about buffleheads down here, and y'all say we're wrong. <laughs> I love the bufflehead. Any any duck, any duck, we make duck poppers. We take a jalapeno pepper, mm-hmm. duff it, wrap that duck around it, put a toothpick through it, and grill it. Yeah. And throw away the duck and eat the jalapeno pepper is what you should <laughs> do there. That's pretty much it. <laughs> now, do y'all have dove season? Is it going on up there right now? We, we do have dove season. It opens September 1st. Is it uh, worth the shit where you are? Um... Not really. No. I mean, you can shoot doves. You can shoot doves, but the problem is everybody's so worried about everybody going on their property, and it's all private for the most part. Um, it's hard to get permission to even hunt doves. Really? I figure between all the oh, Amish land, it, y'all would have stuff locked up everywhere. Amish are the worst. They don't want you on their property. That Ooh. surprises me. Well, I could understand where they wouldn't let the outsiders in. 
I, I could get that. I no, guess. that's 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 probably the worst. I will stop in at a non-Amish place over an Amish place, hmm. just because you're ten times more likely to get permission than from an Amish Amish person. Now, switch gears again. You grew up in Ohio, home of the Buckeyes. You didn't have a TV or radio. Are you a football fan? I am not. I am not really a sports fan. I'll listen to the Cleveland Indians, but that's that's about as far as it goes. That's just crazy. Well, I could see you not. You're never exposed to it. I know it. I know it. It's just. It's just so crazy that we all we live in the same country, and what's important to some people is like not even a big deal to others. Which you know, just like hunting. Hunting's big to us, and shit, you get the people in California, and they could care less about shooting a duck. Right. Um, why, why the eighth grade? Why is that the, why is that the end of the education? I believe that started way back also when there was nothing going on but farming. So they needed help on the farm. So at eighth grade, they said, okay, that's enough education. Get out of school, start working. Is that slowly changing? I, I don't, I don't know as a fact when, why that started and why that is, but that would be my best guess. And and it's still even today, um, we'll go to the eighth grade and that's it. Now, will will your kids go to the eighth grade or will they finish out their education? Yes, in in the Mennonite in the Mennonite church also, it's it's your choice. You can go to high school if you want to, right? Um, but our our boys, it's their choice. If they want to go to high school, it's whatever they want to do. Yeah, and I'll and I will support it. But if they want to if they want to get out of, of school at fourteen and start working, go for it. So how does that work with, like, uh, child labor laws and stuff? You know, you get out at 14, you're really not supposed to, I mean, am I right here, Jeff? Isn't it 18 whenever you can start? You, you cannot, are you talking about going to school or? No, I'm talking about going, going straight to work area, as a 15 it is, it, is, it is legal to work, um, but you cannot run anything under power. You can't run a saw. Or anything that's powered, you can't do that. We don't have unions here, uh, so that's not the way it is in Texas. But we have truancy laws where you have to be in school. See, I don't know how that. How does it? How do y'all get around that too? Well, okay, so we go, we go to the county and actually get a work permit from them. When we get out of school at fourteen, we get a work permit. And that's basically saying that we we can go we can legally work, and and we don't have to be in school. You can use your religious differences on that, though, right? Where right, that's 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 where that comes in. Yes, but in in the state of Texas, there's some truancy laws because I've had to deal with them. They change them all the time, and and it's a lot of things that they deal with are kids that aren't going to school. Now, homeschooling has become such an excuse for deadbeat parents. And before I piss some people off, there are a lot of good people that homeschool their kids. I'm not; it's not all of them, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of people that don't want to get their ass out of bed, and they don't want to get their kids out of bed, and they're too lazy to send their kids to school, so they just homeschool them. And so, a lot right. of parents who are getting in trouble for truancies now they're homeschoolers, they're they're, they're professors, they're yep. teachers, you know. And so that's why they get by with a lot of that. But up until about ten years ago, that was pretty uncommon. You know, most people that didn't yep. send their kids to school would get in trouble. But but the religious differences, I can see where they would let you say, "Hey, you know what? It's against their religion." So I, I, can, I understand that now. It's just well, even even with my brother, he he was never 
he was never baptized in the Amish church, so he was, he was never part of the Amish. And the church that they go to is not Mennonite or any part of the Mennonite. And he's his oldest son is 14, and he's having a hard time um, keeping him out of school. They say he's, you know, he has no religious reason not mm-hmm. not to stay in school. So he actually has to go to school till he is 16. And then he can drop out legally. And then he can drop out. Well, what if he wants to go to college? Do the Amish frown upon college education? Um, that's not even an option when you're out. College is not? No. I mean, even, even longer than eighth grade is not even an option. So there aren't any Amish doctors or dentists? No. No. What about uh, Mennonites? It, what if what if a kid wanted to go to high school and then pursue into college? You, is that a possibility? You can. You can. It, it is a possibility. That is your choice then if you want to. There are Mennonite doctors, um, you know, and, and people that did go to college, but it's it's not a known thing. It's not very likely that, that you will go to college. My first encounter with Mennonites was I grew up in Wichita Falls, and we had a real bad tornado in 1979 in I went to a boy. I went to Boy Scouts, and we, we met at a church, a youth center or something at a, at a church. A church I didn't go to, but that's where we had our Boy Scout meetings at. But we were there, and we had to we shared that the place we had. They moved us to a different room because Mennonites came to town to help clean up and work around the town, mm-hmm. and they were there. Okay. And they were carpenters, and they were helping people rebuild. And there was like a hundred men living in the area that we did our meetings at, and they were there for about three or okay. four months. Really nice, nice people, but. I just I remember that that they that was my first time there. I didn't know what a Mennonite was until then. I was ten or eleven years old. Sure, guys had mm-hmm. funky beards and they worked hard. Is all I remember. And, and that is one thing that we do. Even even the old order Amish in this area, um, when the tornado or the hurricane hit in um, Houston, Texas, um, for for six months, every two weeks there was a load of the youth that went down and worked in Houston. Um, there was a work program going on to where the youth and and even young married with no children would go would go along down and work for two weeks to be on two week term I guess good um, uh, good people I'm telling you out there I mean doing the Lord's work that is one thing that we do a lot of is is go out and help people if if there's a hurricane or tornado or anything like that what I went to Harrisburg to the hunting show. 20 something years ago probably and at there there was a bunch of Amish that would come through and they would come in a bus and there would be a bus load of them and there was a guy and all he'd done for a living was drive Amish people to and from doing things mm-hmm. but the thing that I found interesting was was the girls that were there that were in their teens were with boys that were Amish boys and then you would see a girl that was in her her garb that they wear with a boy in a rock and roll t-shirt where they were dating outside of their religion and that's got to be a right. real, that's got to be a real big issue for with Amish, I would think. It is, it is. Um, but you you see a lot of that, you know, where um, when a guy turns eighteen, he'll start driving and not wearing Amish clothes anymore. But if a girl is eighteen, nine times out of ten, she'll still wear the Amish clothes. Hmm. Um. Do you do any goose hunting when uh, up in Ohio? Or is it all duck hunting? We do. Um, I should say we did. Back in the <laughs> day, we, we did a lot of it. But once you shoot 
three, four hundred geese every year in early season, you kind of get tired of the, the eating jerky. Yes. So, so we don't because we got tired of eating them. If if we shoot it, we eat it. Yeah. So we don't shoot them because we don't eat them. So we don't. I mean, if if one will come in on Lake Erie, yeah, we'll we'll shoot it. But You're other than that, we don't we don't go out and target them. Now, is it all cornfields that you're hunting in, or is it winter wheat? Tons of cornfields. Tons of cornfields. Actually, the corn is just starting to come off. Um, it's early this year, which is perfect for somebody that wants to hunt early season goose. Um, a lot of cornfields in this area. Now, what about, do you have big deer in your area also? There is there is a lot of big bucks in this area. Will you go a after lot. them or not? No, I'm not really a deer hunter just because you can't get permission to hunt anywhere. And if you want to buy property, you're looking at $25,000, an acre. And for me to go out and buy in 50 acres, yeah, that's not going to happen. No, no. You can, you can, there's a lot of public property, but you're liable, more liable to get shot than to shoot a deer. <laughs> so I, so I don't, I don't hunt deer anymore. I, I quit hunting about three years ago. Um, just not worth my time anymore. So we'll you, go to West Virginia. We'll go to West Virginia, hunt down there, you know, and, and shoot a couple of does for our meat for the year. But that's that's about it. So you used to be a farmer. We got a question for you. Will an early okay. free, will an early freeze hurt the corn, or will it matter? Um, I don't think it will. It will hurt it. <laughs> You're right, Andy. <laughs> we we right. had this talk last week. Right, right again. See, this You're is right a, again. <laughs> this is a common theme on our show, Jay. Jeff doubts that is, me. That is, I, I I believe that's that's a matter of opinion. That that well, Andy's never right. That's right. That is a matter of opinion. <laughs> we're taking your opinion here, Jay. You're the expert. <laughs> I'm not not really. <laughs> I I I farmed when I was young. It, it won't hurt it. It won't hurt it. I hope it doesn't for the farmer's sake. But I, we're going to have an early freeze, it looks like, up north. It looks like someplace. They're calling for our lows like in the 45 to 50 range here on uh, Tuesday, mm-hmm. which is very cool for us for this time of year. Okay. And so uh, we were just, we got Blake that works for us also farms in Nebraska, and they're fixing to start cutting corn, and I didn't know if a freeze would hurt him. So I figured you being a Midwest car, farm boy, you might know these things. Right. So what's the first time you got to drive a vehicle? How old were you? Um, I was, let's see, I'm 28 now, so that was three years ago. July, Gosh, um, July, three years ago, we left the Amish, and the first thing I did was get my permit, and a week later, I got my license. It was, it was ba- when you still get in the car and take off, does it just get you freaking excited? Not really anymore, because I, I pump concrete for work, so I'm on the road every day. I put on three to 400 miles a day, Ooh. so... It, it's not really exciting anymore, but the first year, man, I couldn't wait just to leave the house and go drive. Man, that's all I wanted to do. Uh, driving a sports car is fun. Driving a truck or something is an old hat, but Michelle had a Cadillac sports car. I bought her about six years ago, and we had it for a couple of years. And I didn't drive it all the time, but when I got in that thing now, I always felt like I was 16 years old. So much was balls to the wall, and it was fun to drive. But I can't imagine not driving until you're 25 years old. It, it, that was probably one of the one of the most highlights of my life was getting in the driver's seat the first time. I couldn't wait. Now, do you talk to your uh, old Amish buddies at all and be like, "Listen, you, you're missing out here"? Um, not really like that. I mean, that's their choice. If they want to live Amish, I have nothing against that. Nothing at all. But- and honestly, 
um, my best friends and my best hunting buddies, they're all Amish. And uh, they don't see you getting getting behind the wheel and cranking it up, and they don't envy you at no, all? No, no. Hell no, they're I riding with they you. Maybe, I, I think they do maybe a little bit. <laughs> they're, they're riding with you, aren't they? They're riding with me. Yeah, <laughs> what the hell's the difference? Yeah, <laughs> but there's something about hopping behind the uh, hopping behind the wheel and cranking that baby up and they, letting the engine roar. They never asked to drive. No, no, not that I not that I can remember. See, I'm not a good Christian. I, I mean, I, I believe in God and Jesus died for me, and I'm going to go to heaven and I pray and I, you know, I, I, I all. Everything. I'm. 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 A, I'm just not a good Christian. Where I'm gonna walk across the street, the street and save you. If you want to go to hell and do your thing, knock yourself out. But I would be the one asking right. to drive. I would be the Amish guy. Come on, just let me drive for a little bit. Just don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. Let me drive. I'll, I'll get out before anybody sees me. Drop me off at the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah, there, uh, they get, there are, there are Amish. Um, you know that'll break the rules. You know when they when they join church at whatever age, nineteen, twenty, twenty five. They'll, and they and they did drive. Um, they'll keep their driver's license, mm-hmm. and they'll still drive. Now, how long how long did you talk to your wife before you finally decided, let's get out of the Amish Amish community? Did y'all talk about it for a month? Was it a year? How long had y'all been contemplating it? Probably probably a year, maybe maybe two years, not more than two years, um, that we talked about it. And in our our biggest concern was, like I said before, our three boys. You know what? Um, you know what are they going to turn out to be? And I think I turned out all right, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that they will. You know, and and if if you're in the Amish, and I'm not going to say every single Amish person goes out and just parties. You know, when they turn sixteen, that's not everybody. But if you're in the Mennonite church, um there's a lot more going on. You know, they'll, they'll have a volleyball game every Friday night. They'll get together every Saturday night, just fun and fellowship, whatever. There's a lot more going on. And if you're a youth, you know, from 16 to 20, you want to go out and do stuff, not just sit at home. Sure. And, and I, and in our minds, you know, it's, that's what we want for our children is for some, give them something to do. They have a better chance at life. And that's, that's the main reason we left. Now, I would have left the first time I've thought about it, but she didn't want to, and I was all right with that. And I gave it time, and finally it was like, all right. And kind of funny how it all happened, but one day I was really like, okay, I want to leave. And she was like, no, no, we're not going to. And I told her I won't leave the Amish without her. Yeah. And that night I was like, I got in bed and I, and I prayed to God and I said, you know what? I, I felt a calling for us to leave the Amish church. And I told her that, but she was not ready. And that night I got in bed and I prayed and I said, you know what, God, I give up. It's in your hands. You changed my wife's. You, you make her decide yes or no. When she's ready, we'll go. Mm-hmm. And two days later, she comes to me. She said, "You know what? I think it's time." Just, just what now? Did she have something that happened, or was it just she was just kind of processing what, what I, I you had been telling her, her? I asked her later on. You know what? What changed her mind? And she said, "I don't know. 
I don't know what changed my mind. Wow. Now, do you want your boys to go to college, or do you have a problem if they go to college? I have no problem if they do go to college. Um, if they do go to college, they're going to pay their own way. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to. I'm, I'm not going to pay their way for them. Um, but that is their choice. Um, that's yeah. Like I said, that's up to them. If they want to go for it, well, I, I will stand behind them all the way. I want to hear about this hard love. So. As a non-Amish person, I'm still paying for kids' shit all the time, and my boys are all grown. So when your kids yep. get 18 years old, you don't pay none of their bills or nothing anymore? So so if you're Amish, I'll back up a little bit. If you're Amish, you are obligated to give your parents your paycheck until you're 21. Ooh, I'm thinking um, about converting. They will, <laughs> they, they, will, they will pay your way for you. You know, anything that you need, um, it's they'll they'll buy i mean within reason of course um but for me being mennonite once they once they turn 14 or 15 and if they do go out and get a job um i will take their paycheck and i will put it away for them i don't i don't think that it's good for a 14 year old young guy to have you know a a a nice paycheck coming in and just have the money to blow on whatever they want to blow it on um I'm not going to pay their way for them. If they do want to, if they do want to want something, they're going to work for it. Um, and I, and I don't say that in a bad way. Um, you know, if they want a car when they turn 16 and they don't have the money, I'll pay it for them. But eventually you're going to pay me back. Mm-hmm. I, I believe it's, it's good, really good for, a younger person to learn you're going to have to work for what you have. I think that's a really great lesson. I do. I think And I and helped. I worked I worked hard for what I had and on that subject I guess so when I was when I was working when I was 16 years old um there's a lot of deer farmers in our in our area and there's not as much anymore but there was back then there was a lot so that been 10 12 years ago. So if you work anything outside your everyday job, and if you work a side job, if you do anything on the side that brings in money, that's your own money. Well, I wanted, I wanted to make money. So we were a deer farmer. We raised deer. I still have deer. And so bottle feeding fawns was a big thing back then. So I got set up with, 10 or 12 different deer farmers and I went out, I called and I said, Hey, I want to bottle feed your fawns. So I, for three years in a row, I bottle fed between 20 and my, the most that I had was 41 doe, doe fawns that I bottle fed, you know, to get them tame for the deer pen. And, uh, it paid a nice $300 a piece. So I was, I was making good money when I was 16, 17 and 18. That is a lot of money. How long does it take to bottle feed a doe and break her, I guess, would you say, or make her tame? Per, per feeding or how long that you need to feed? How, how long time-wise? Like three months, six months? Three, three, three months. Three months. Three months. And probably what, mm-hmm. three times a day? To start with, the first, the first week, you go four times a day. And then for the first three would be the first month. In the first month, the first week is four times a day. The next three weeks is three times a day. Second month would be two times a day. The last month is once a day. That's a lot of freaking work if you're feeding thirty does four times oh, it, a day. It was work. I, I did work, and and it was it worked out perfectly. I was working on the farm, so I didn't have to be at work till nine o'clock in the morning, 
and I'd be done by five, six o'clock and it was a quarter mile from where we lived. So I'd go home over lunch and feed them, go back to work, come home in the evening and feed them again. Earlier, so It worked out, but go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, earlier you said your friends live 15 minutes away. You talking 15 minutes in a vehicle or 15 minutes on a horse? Vehicle. Okay. That'd be a long ass way on a horse. It, it no, not really. <laughs> it would be for me. Not a, not a, not a, not if you grew up Amish. It's no, fifteen minutes is nothing. Mm. Um, so, you know, you said something earlier. The reason that you left the Amish, you want your kids to have opportunities. I think it's important, you know, like you said, for kids to have some sort of release, especially boys. You know, they they go through that adolescent phase, and I, I think that they need. Number one, I think that they need to be around other kids at their own age as much as possible. And they got to get rid of that testosterone somehow. So, you know, kudos to you for kind of having the foresight to uh, to see that and want better right. for your kids. Because I think, it's, I think it's crucial. I think it's crucial for especially young boys. Get out there, be around kids your own age, compete. You know, just be around kids your own age. Right. Not your family. And, and I agree with that. I agree with that. And there's a lot of, of Amish in this area that do not agree with us. And I, and that's okay. I, I'm okay with that. That's our choice and not theirs. Sure. Sure. But I, I think you made the right choice. If, if it makes any difference to you. I'm on your side here. Uh, you know, then, then, they, then they wonder why their 20-year-old kid's out still partying and, and does exactly what he wants to do and doesn't care about anybody. Yeah. Now... Are the Amish numbers declining? I gotta imagine with with all of the outside distractions like they are today. I gotta think that these numbers are just falling. I don't think they are. Really? I don't think so. Not not in our area. No. Not at not at all. There's wow. more Amish in this area than there's ever been before, and that's why the price of property is so expensive because they need to be close so they can travel back and forth with the horse and buggy. So in there's a big there's a big area, I'm gonna say probably an hour and a half each direction. So in Kidron, we're on the north side. So Route thirty runs through runs just north of Kidron. And that's Route thirty is pretty much the line. There's two or three families on the north side of thirty. Then it goes south about an hour and a half. Um just the community in this area is about an hour and a half square. And we're, we would be on the northeast corner of the Amish community. Mm-hmm. And that's why property is so expensive is because they want to stay close. So there's so many Amish in this area. The closer it is, the more expensive it is. Wow. And right, right here in Kidron, um, it's impossible to, let, to buy just one acre or even two acres, it's impossible to get it under sixty thousand an acre. Your your average house, your average house, um, the place we're living in, um, was two hundred and sixty five thousand, and it's two point three acres, eleven hundred square foot ranch house with a little basement and a little two car attached garage. Wow, um, I would I would have totally lost that bet. I would have bet with all of the outside influences that the Amish numbers were just dropping. I figured guy I figured people would get out at 16 and never look back. I thought you'd be right too. Especially cuz Christianity's some, numbers some, are down. Some some do, some do, but a lot they just they like 
there's there's a lot of other things that go along with the Amish. That includes your health insurance. That includes your home insurance. That includes, um, I don't know, just the protection, I guess, of everything. That the security. You, that is, is in, the security, exactly. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, this... The security, that's, that's what keeps people staying Amish. If the security would not be there, I think a lot more people would leave. Well, Christianity numbers are going way down compared. Probably they've yeah. fallen probably down fifteen to twenty percent in the last twenty or thirty years, and that's sad. But right. that's true. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. So, what's the deal with uh, Amish and politics? They don't really follow politics much, do they? Not really. Some do. Some don't. A lot, a lot, I'm going to say 90% do not follow politics. Don't even vote? Nothing? Don't even vote. I'd, I'd read... My, 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 myself, I don't, I don't even vote myself. Mm-hmm. I had read that uh, a lot of Amish were starting to follow Trump. Really? Because of his things he... Sta- well, he stands for things that the left doesn't stand for. And... I guess that pertained to a lot of a lot of Amish have liked it, and they're getting a little bit of headway there. Hmm. And I, especially, I think in some parts of is it Eastern Pennsylvania? Is there a lot of Amish? Yes, in Eastern Pennsylvania, Lancaster area, there's another. That community is actually almost twice the size of the community here in Ohio. And that, and they they had gotten in some inroads there. What what's the difference in the Hooterites? There used to be a show on TV called the American Hooterites, and I really enjoyed it. Now they were some partiers. And is drink is partying a big part of the army? That they frown on that, right? They do frown on it, um, but it's still a big part. You know, if you're not not really in in, in the Amish that are married, um, I'm going to say just the younger the younger people. It's a big thing. I mean, there's Labor Day, Memorial Day, July Fourth. There's huge parties going on here in Ohio. Well, a teenage kid, regardless male or female, all are at the same thing. I mean. It's just right. part of growing up. They're interested in sex and drinking and everything else, just like anybody else is. Yep. So, it's been an interesting talk because we've learned a lot today. I've, yeah. I've I mean, never, like I said, my only dealings, we we don't have Amish people here. And, okay. And I try, I, I'm a talker anyway, so anytime I'm around any of them, I try to visit. I was in uh, somewhere in Wisconsin last year, and I guess it was a bus stop, and there, there was two or 300 of them in a, in a convenience store. Wait on a bus to get there to take them to wherever they go, and it just was very fascinating to me to see that. Yep. Do uh, and, and a lot of reasons is why they get the bus is, is you you can get you know fifty sixty people in it and you split the price and it's way cheaper than getting your own driver. Getting a driver in this area is, is you're going to pay you're going to pay around a dollar dollar fifty a mile just to go somewhere. Right. It is expensive to go somewhere with a driver. Now, is there any like like is there any going out to eat or movies or anything like that if you're if you're Amish? Um, going out to eat? No, we're not supposed to watch movies. We're not supposed to go to any um, like sports bars. We're not supposed to go there. Um, but like your regular restaurants, yeah. no problem. Like a diner? Um, no, not really any amusement parks. Nothing like that. Well, tell us about what's not, a typical not, day. Not supposed to. What 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 was a date for you and your wife when y'all first started dating? Um, so the first our our first date we went out to eat. My sister she drove. Um, my sister and her husband they took us out to eat, 
and we we came, went back to our sister's place. Um, she also did not join the Amish church. She was never Amish. Well, she was Amish till they got married, nineteen or twenty, whenever she got married. Your sister. Um, yes. So she and her husband took us out to eat. We went back to her place, watched a movie, Ooh. and then we went back to to my girlfriend's place and stayed there for the evening. That was a typical day: is you go out, go out to eat, or go out to a friend's place and hang out. Um, and you watched a movie. We watched a movie. Uh-oh. I, I didn't think y'all were allowed to have TVs though. Well, that was at my sister's place. Okay. Yeah, we went back to my sister's place and watched a movie there. Living in sin. <laughs> <laughs> Living in sin. What was the movie? Do you remember? <laughs> oh yeah, it was. It was. It was the first. Alvin and the Chipmunks when it first came out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be the one with uh, Kelly McGillis where she went, where they hit her uh, witness protection and they hit her in the Amish community. I don't know that. I don't know what that is. There's a mo- they, some lady they put her in witness protection. They put her in the Amish community to protect her. So Alvin and the Chipmunks. Did you know that that you were probably going to marry this chick uh, back then? Um, I, I I did not. I did not. Um, no, I wasn't sure yet at the time, but. She was the only girl I ever dated or ever went out with, and yeah, two and a half years later, I I married her. Well, congratulations. Um, what now? Where did she live? Was she in the same community as you? So I lived. Um, so with driving, it would have been about a half hour, uh, horse and buggy, about an hour and ten minutes. Um, I lived away from her. Uh, she lived right here in Kidron, and I lived about. Yeah, about an hour and ten minutes with horse and buggy, riding horse and buggy, um, how, southwest. How did y'all meet initially? <laughs> I was afraid you were going to ask that. <laughs> so, uh, so I was sixteen at the time, and I had a cell phone. Uh oh. And uh, so back then, there was always you know text messages going around. Um, you know, there was no smartphones back then, so we didn't have a smartphone. But there was always text messages going around, you know, hey, so-and-so, whatever, has a birthday. Wish her a good one. Well, of course. You know, you're 16, so I text this girl. And there was a picture, and she was like, oh, she's nice. I mean, I wasn't, you know, oh, she's hot or nothing like that. Oh, she's nice. So I text her, and, uh, yeah, from that day on, we text back and forth every day. So you, so you met it your was, girl over uh, social media? I did. I did. And it was... Um, her birthday is May, in May, and we met the first time July Fourth weekend. Um, there's a big fireworks show in town close to close to Kidder, and I came up and I met her there the first time. Now, cell phone cell phones are a no no too, aren't they? Not when not when you're not with the church. Oh, you were already out. You were already out by then. Well, I I never I hadn't joined church yet. Oh, okay. So I was 16 at the time. Once you're 16, you, like I said, you can pretty much do what you want to do. I understand. So, I, so, I, so you can get a cell phone, you can get a DVD player, you can get TV, watch movies, you can go wherever, do whatever you want to do. Okay. Until 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 you join church, and then and all usually, that is like prohibited. Like I said, you don't you don't join church until you want to get married, basically. I see now. I see it all. It's all crystal clear now. The church don't want you being a sinner till you join the church. They want that pre-sinning to get out of the way. That's right. That's right. You, know, you have all the sex and all drugs and rock and roll you want to do, but don't be a member of our church to do it. Right. You know, when you've given all that shit up, then come join us. That's right. I'm telling. I would. I would screw this Amish thing up. There. I would. 
there's I wouldn't know all the rules. I'd, I'd have it all screwed up. Is there is there a lot of gossip in the um, Amish deal? Like when like little Joe got drunk, come home, and his parents found him drinking. Does that go all over the community, or do they keep that shit hush hush? There is. This is okay. I shouldn't probably shouldn't say this because there's. I'm sure there's. There could be some ex Amish or or even Amish people listening to this, but I don't really care because the Amish community is probably one of the biggest gossip towns you've ever seen. <laughs> so it's like the Baptist church here. You you cannot tell one person something they cannot keep a secret. <laughs> when we left when we left the church, man, we were talk of the town. I bet. It's like a game of telephone there. By about third yep. or fourth person it's all screwed up. Right. Oh brother Yoder left things, us. Things 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 get blown out of proportion <laughs> and yeah, it's 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 actually it's it's horrible in this area. I can imagine. So it's that way everywhere. Not not, ev- not everybody, of course. You know, not everybody. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of really, really, really nice, good Amish people. Well, listen, they 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 got to find some form of entertainment, and unfortunately, gossip is entertaining. It is. I mean, that's their entertainment. Do they do? Is there anything else before we let you off the phone? Um, is what is their entertainment other than gossip? Um, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'm, that's crazy. I mean, they're just, I couldn't imagine just work and come home. That's the, it. the guys have work, poker nights? Work, work, and, work and come home. You know, the biggest, the biggest thing, you know, is the, in the fall going deer hunting. That is probably one of the biggest, biggest things in this area <clears throat> is, is the deer hunting. Bow hunting is especially. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are diehard deer hunters. Well, I mean, at least that's a hobby that I, they can I, You think about this. In our life, Andy, we don't have f- football, no TV at all, no radio, no no car to drive, no poker nights, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. What would you do? I don't know. Have a lot of kids, I guess. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, no, and, and weekends, you go out to eat. You go out. You know, a lot of times you'll go out to a friend's place. Right, you know, and just hang, and and hang out for the weekend. Yeah, is what a lot of weekends are. Just go out, hang out with friends, and sit around and talk and just bullshit and gossip. Talk about the people that's leaving the Amish Amish that's right. community. Per- pretty much, pretty well, much. Well, Jay, we really appreciate you. This has been a very interesting podcast. Yes, Jay, Jeff and I knew nothing uh, about this, and uh, it's it's been very very insightful. What uh, are you getting out hunting anytime soon? No, no, we're we're really busy at work yet. Um, we slow down. We start slowing down middle of October, end of October, and that's when our season opens up anyway for a regular season duck. Mm-hmm. So I I won't do any hunting until you know ours opens up October twenty first, I believe it is. So that's when we'll we'll start going to Lake Erie. Even then, the weather's not cold enough. We don't have the ducks pushed down from Canada yet. Mm-hmm in big numbers so we don't hunt a lot until late late seasons when we really get into it on lake erie you know around christmas i always take the week of christmas off and we hunt lake erie every day nice well we um, wish you uh, we do. a ton of success in around christmas time yep yep you guys uh you guys enjoy the weather up there and thank you so much for coming on all right thank you bye mr yoder Interesting. 
Sure. Very interesting. It's a whole different concept. It's like going back to life in the 17 or 1800s. I still want to know what the hell would have been the breakthrough technology to where these people are like, we cannot let our kids have this. If they get it, it's straight to hell for them in the 1700s. Oh, what was it back then? Yeah. I mean, I could, like, like if there was... Oh, you want to know what broke the bridge where they decided to pass that they weren't going to go with modern stuff. Right. Like, know. like if it, like today, I could see it. Like, cell phones are coming out. Like, hey, we gotta, we gotta shield our kids from this. But I want to know what it was in the 1700s where they're like, you know what? That's not the road for us. So when electricity come out, you want to know why? Probably little, little Johnny Appleseed or something maybe got electrocuted or something. They said, well, hold on, we don't need that on the place. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, it's a very good point you have. Somewhere, something that somebody out there is gonna let us know this because it's that's, a podcast that's, and, and we do fine. all the time but i would be yeah that may i never thought of it that way but there's something that happened historically that they so decided no cars no motors no can't do this i'm gonna bet you strictly a bet right here but i would bet you 20 dollar bill that it was a preacher that just had a control fetish over everybody but i mean what was there to con i, I mean i don't know what there was to somebody out there decided they were doing something and he didn't like it he's like screw that we don't need well that i mean here. i'm sure of that but i, I just, just don't know i'm gonna bet I it's don't a know controlled, what it been in 1770 a controlled preacher like brigham young and them that controlled a lot of the mormons yeah but it's a different deal but it's the same thing most religions let's let's face it folks most religions are dealt the leader is an overzealous Control he's only, freak. He's the only one that can have sex with the women most of the time, too. Yeah, ain't that how that works out? <laughs> I'm going to start me a like religion. like that guy in Waco. Yes. He's the only one that yeah. can bang anybody. Yeah. you uh, Folks, <laughs> uh, we are going to practice abstinence here. Except for me. Except for me. And, and your wife. And your hot wives. Yeah. Send them. I am in room A15. We are going to bang your wives. Or I'm going to bang your wife and you're going to be okay with it. Hey, uh, Acela. Or, or I'm going to get lady, your wife you pregnant and you're going to take care of the kid. Acela, would you come over here a minute, please? You've never been on the podcast. Come over here on question for no, you. No, I gotta go. I got I don't have time. Andy, shut you off, Acela. You're 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 lucky today, Acela. But I, there, there had to be some something. We will have Acela on soon, and she can talk to you about being the lady that's been here longer than anybody but Michelle, and how great it is to work for Jeff and Andy and Tony. Yeah, I got to go pick up Reese. All right, everybody. Thank you. God bless y'all. Have a great weekend. We will have one with Stoner and Blake on Monday. Peace. Thank you to all of our sponsors. We could not do this show without you. Be sure to go check them out. Stanfield Hunting Outfitters, Dive Bomb Industries, Boss Shot Shells, Foul Bandits, Gundog Outdoors, Dirty Duck Coffee, Pacific Custom Calls, Lucky Duck, Looking Glass Duck Club, 14 Cattle Company, J2 Outdoors, and last but not least, William and Chris Wines. We could not do this show without you, so please, please go check them out right now.